Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around today. Today is a good day, a glorious day. Everybody, I am so excited to be coming to you post-wedding. I know that's crazy for those of you that have been keeping up with some of the uh, updates here in Well Played. Uh, this is my first podcast as a married man. Uh, it's been it's a glorious weekend. Wedding went really well. Super excited about that. Now, down to the business of this podcast. Today's podcast is focused on game night, building joyful moments with family and friends. This is something that I have done for years, and I just think, man, do I want more people in on this hobby because it is a great time with friends, family, you name it. Uh, games are just fun. They're different than when we grew up. There's just such a world out there, a uh, wonderful community of people, too, for you to connect with and be part of. So I thought, let's, you know, we're about to be summer break. Let's put the shine on games a little bit. You guys could maybe start a little game group uh, or just have a good, fun game night. So let's dive in. As always, I'd love to hear from you guys. Use the hashtag WellPlayedPodcast if you want to chime in on this discussion. And tag me, at Mr. Matera. Love to hear your thoughts. Uh, for one, I will tell you a great online re retailer that you guys can purchase from is Cabbages and Kings. Uh, that is owned by one Stephanie and Dan Crawford great group of people and so definitely call them up they'll be happy to ship a game to you anywhere and everywhere in the united states so check them out uh without further ado let's dive right in uh so one about a game night game night with family and friends i'm gonna start small with you and tell you why not uh if you have some disposable income nothing nothing too crazy here why not plan a night with friends and instead of going out to eat, plan a little like in-house dinner or get some takeout pizza or whatever. But, you know, dinner portion can cost a little bit. And then, uh, you know, maybe dedicate 50, 50 bucks to buying a game. And, you know, so for total cost for that evening, you know, 70 bucks or something with dinner thrown in there. And you end up with a game in the end. And if you and your game group sort of enjoy these games, you know, over the course of a year, if everybody's doing that, everybody's sharing the load, maybe you go to your friend's house the next time they buy a game, or maybe the visitor buys the game and the host that's doing it does the, the food, kind of end up splitting that cost a little bit. I think you would find... That over the time of doing that for year one, year two, whatever, you end up building a kind of awesome game library that's just fun and going to be used more than just that night. But I kind of want to make the case that going out with friends and family for 70 bucks isn't too bad, right, for a fun-filled game night. And I think this is a good way to position it and a good way to get started. So... Do this with some friends and family. I have some games that I'm going to suggest here as good starters. Uh, the Coup. Coup is one. It's a little like quick hidden deduction sort of kind of a, a BS game. Like are you BSing me? Because in that game, 
Uh, you get two roles that you're playing. So maybe I'm the tax collector. Maybe I'm like uh, some like governor official or whatever. And I can say as the tax collector, I'm going to take three coins. But I could be lying. And if you call me out and I'm lying, I lose sort of one of my health, if you will. If I end up losing both my health, I'm out of the game. Uh, and I can call other people. But if I call other people and I'm wrong, then I lose a health. So simple game, super fun, lots of laughs, cheap. I think it's like 12 bucks. So again, not even close to that 50 Another one that's in that cheaper realm is The Mind. The Mind is a fun little game. It's very unique. I don't even know if I'd call it a game. It's more of an experience. Uh, the Mind is you are trying to lay cards down in numerical order uh, without skipping anybody. And we're dealt cards in our hand, and I cannot talk at all. So almost just from feel, I, you know, you put down the number seven. I'm just waiting because I have the number 23, but I don't want to put it down too early because somebody at the table might have something between 7 and 23. You wait, you wait, you wait, and you're like, all right, I think I've waited long enough. I play the 23. Maybe I waited too long and you play the 34, right? Uh, it is this unique thing where, I don't know, it's an experience because at the end it's amazing that you all end up playing these numbers without saying a word and it just works. That one's super fun. So think about picking that one up. Another one that I think is a good start to kind of, I don't know, bigger games is one called Settlers of Catan. It's old now. Uh, but this one started this whole board game revival, right? We had kind of the Saris and the Monopolies and whatnot. And those games, by comparison, aren't very good. <laughs> when you start to see that these have interesting game mechanics. They're not too hard to learn. Once you play, you're just like hooked, I think. Settlers of Catan is a great one. It's a little resource management, a little exploratory. Everybody's in, takes an hour. The first time you play it, maybe it takes 90 minutes or whatever because you're you know a little clunky on the rules. But from that point forward, it's a 60-minute to 75-minute game, and I think you'll have a blast with it. plays up to four players. I uh, think about picking that one up. The next one I want to suggest is one of my absolute favorite two-player only games. And it's small-ish, so you can, you can take it on trips. Uh, great if you have a kiddo and you, you want to spend some time with that kiddo, but you don't, you maybe don't have a full complement of players to play a, a bigger game. And that is Seven Wonders Duel. I just think it is so intriguing. It's so fun. The mechanics are just neat. If you've ever played Seven Wonders... It borrows against that, but it is a unique game. So if you absolutely, if you already have Seven Wonders, uh, Seven Wonders Duel is totally worth buying. In fact, I actually like it better than Seven Wonders. So definitely think about that one. Add it to the repertoire of games you have in your family to play. Uh, another one for that game night with friends. If you want to get into a little more of the strategic, but not too hard in terms of the challenge, I would say Istanbul. Istanbul is a great game where there's, I think, 16 different shops you can kind of travel to. You're moving your workers to these various areas. It's a little worker placement-y, a little optimize your tourney. Uh, plays in about 60 minutes. Everyone I've taught it to likes it and understands it. It's always a close game. The score is only to five. So, like, 
everybody kind of feels like they're in it like because you can go from three to five like that and you obviously can go from four to five like that so everyone feels in it no one's ever at like one point when somebody's at four points that doesn't usually happen so it's a fun game the theme's cool uh very modular so the game's gonna be can be very different from game to game uh and like i said plays in an hour an easy rule set most of the iconography teaches it to you the other one that i would put in that good maybe first collection fun activity is isle of sky isle of sky is a tile laying game in which you're building your sort of scottish town if you will you're buying these tiles, but you're buying them from each other. And this is the interesting piece to Isle of Sky. You can set prices. You're setting the prices, but if you set them too high and no one buys them from you, when you set the price, you're setting it with your own dollars. Basically saying, if no one buys this, I will buy it for $7. Now, maybe I really want you to buy the tile for 7 So, like, I don't really want to pay 7 for it, but I want you to pay it. So I put 7 and if you buy it, you give me seven, and I get my seven that I was willing to pay back. So now I'm at 14. However, if you're all like, bugger off, I wouldn't pay more than three for that. Now I paid seven for it. So you're kind of this, oh, man, there's this pressure to set it high to make money, but then there's a pressure to set it low because I don't want to actually spend my money to buy this thing at that price point. So that's interesting. And then you're building this tableau, and there is, I don't remember exactly how many, but there's something like, 10 or 15 different scoring end game scoring and you end up only playing with four of them so lots of different feel to the game if all of a sudden now you're incentivized to build more in rows or columns or have sets of sheep or whatever i mean like there's just different scoring mechanics that's going to change the game every time you play it so that's amazing and definitely check it out uh, now the last sort of thing I want to talk about in terms of playing games with your family, friends, whatnot, the last category I want to talk about is games I've been playing lately that I thought you might like to hear about. Uh, now keep in mind, I'm deep into this, uh, game world. I don't know if I would necessarily make these my first game purchases. I think some of the other ones I suggested up above would be the ones that I would say, maybe start with, try those out. But I did think of games I've played lately that still would be approachable if you're new to the hobby. And I picked three that I have played in the last like two months that I really enjoyed that you could also pick up as like one of your first few games. One was called Block and Key. This one, uh, a good friend of mine, David, brought over. Uh, Block and Key is this interesting spatial puzzle in which we're all seated, like it's four of us seated kind of looking at the board from our angle and you put blocks down and what you're trying to do is achieve from your vantage point that you see a certain pattern so maybe like i want like two red blocks covered like above it with two gray blocks with one red block off to the side so now i'm placing blocks to sort of make it from my vantage point that that happens but when i place from my vantage point things are changing for everyone else's vantage point and maybe i just helped somebody else achieve something that they were trying to achieve Really interesting, short game, plays in about 30 minutes. Fun, fun little puzzler. So if you're somebody that likes puzzles, this is like a puzzle game and kind of fun. 
and I really liked it. Block and key, definitely take a look at that. The components were really nice. You, you, you end up using the box, so the box ends up being part of the game. And then these blocks were kind of this nice, chunky, thick, heavy, like weighted plastic that I liked. And the other game that I've played that I definitely wanted to make sure you knew about was Ra. I bought this 25th anniversary edition. It was a little expensive, not going to lie. I want to say that was 80 bucks or something. However, if you end up liking games and are in on games, I think it was totally worth the 80 bucks. Again, we're talking about things you're going to keep and have for a while. This one was all made out of like wood components. It was really cool. It feels cool. Ultimately, the game of Raw is a light, easy game. You do not need to spend $80 on it. Um, but I think it will be a family favorite. It's uh, almost a roll and write type of game. You're trying to optimize points by getting sets of things and putting them in your tableau. But there's the shared like auctiony thing, kind of a push your luck element in there too. It's a lot of fun, and everybody I've showed that to has really liked it. My last one I want to talk about is Undaunted. Now I've been playing Undaunted Stalingrad, which is like a campaign of the Undaunted series. Now there is already Undaunted Normandy and Undaunted North Africa. I own both of those games as well. I would suggest starting with one of them. Super fun two-player tactical military game in which I'm trying to you know, achieve some sort of objective. The objectives change permission. So like maybe I'm trying to take a certain part of the board. Maybe I'm trying to destroy a certain area. Maybe I'm trying to hold on for so many turns. Who knows? But it's mixed with a deck builder. So we each have the same starting deck, which is very small, very light. And then you add troops to this deck. The more you add troops, the more you're adding bloat to your deck. Like maybe I really want to get my sniper card, but I kept buying more cards and adding to my deck. Now I only have one sniper in a set of 50 cards. That stinks. The likelihood of that coming up is much smaller. However, like the smaller you make your deck, the easier it is to defeat your deck as well because each card represents people on the map. So if they kill my last sniper, eventually I have to remove that sniper from the table or the tableau that's out there. Great game. Everybody I've taught that to has really enjoyed it. Very low rule set. It will take a little learning curve. I'm not going to say it's super easy, but it's also not difficult. This is a light one. So if you have somebody that you think you might want to play like a tactical chess with a little more theme, if you will, this was a great one. Think about picking this up. I think you would enjoy it. All right, everybody. That's what I have for this game night. Uh podcast tonight that I really want you to think about maybe adding to your summer is picking up games, getting into games. If you happen to hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, I'd love to hear from you and how you're adding games to your family life, not just your class life. Uh, Cause it has been a wonderful world. Your friendly local gaming store, great people. And you go in there and you will see like just a temple to creativity. There are so many games, so many different themes, so many different mechanics. And if you're like me, just build that into your life. It is super fun and it's a neat world to get into. And there's wonderful resources out there like Board Game Geek that can definitely uh, get you to learn about board games. And I think your friends and family will enjoy it as well. So get on out there, play a little game, and enjoy your day.